Good Monday morning to you all and welcome to Gravitational Performance. Um, first, I wanted to give a shout out to the um, the team that won the NFL, the Eagles, and uh, all of the fans that were true fans that followed along throughout their season and cheered them on and supported them. What a wonderful game it was last night. And to finally have a new team finally, you know, uh, win. Nothing against the Patriots, but um, it was exciting. It was exciting to see that new spirit come around and and for them to, uh, man, not, not to even forget the spirit, the spirit that followed after they won. That was amazing. I loved it. I loved seeing everybody out there. I loved seeing everybody out there on the streets and just so excited. And I loved seeing from, I believe it was ESPN's uh, social media um, and a few others, the police officer who um, sat there and was just so excited. Obviously, he was there for a reason to make sure nothing bad was going to happen, but you just, the pure excitement in, in the people of uh, Philadelphia, it just, that is what we have to embrace, is, is just that. That is uh, why sport is so good. Even though it is competition and there is rivalry sometimes, oftentimes, quite often. Um, but when there's so much excitement, anticipation, you know, going into the big game day once a year, that is what it is about. And that is a great way to start off the next week into your Monday morning, like this morning. So good morning to you guys, and congratulations again to the Eagles for winning the Super Bowl. You know, one thing I heard on the um, on the news this morning, um, one of the, like, Good Morning America or uh, the Today Show, I can't remember which one it was, but one thing I heard was, you know, they were talking about the, they were talking about the um, commercials and, you know, asking the fans and just asking the viewers and asking each other which ones were their favorite. And a lot of people were seeing the NFL commercial, <coughs> excuse me, um, was one of the favorites. And I thought it was sweet. It showed a lot of um, a lot of good points in just that one uh, commercial, <coughs> a lot of positive views, if you will. But um, another thing I was I was interested in was uh, one of the the hosts for one of the shows. I, I honestly could, can't remember which one it was that I was watching, but anyways, um, he had mentioned that you know in today's generation, um, the millennials, if you will, uh, really aren't about watching commercials um, for advertisement purposes anymore. They're actually more interested um, in the commercials that are about in aiding. And others helping others. Now, I do think that there is nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's actually a wonderful thing. It doesn't say that sports marketing is completely out the window or marketing in general, because a lot of them are not even related to sport. Um, but you know, marketing in general is out the window. But I do think that that you know, people, we we obviously for many reasons, but as witnessed this past year you know we our happiness builds when we see others helping others and doing good for others in 
good and bad times. You know, we saw the hurricanes, the floods this last year just devastate so many um, people, so many families um, that lost their homes and lost their lives. Um, everything was taken out uh, last year in Texas, all across I mean, all across the the East Coast and, you know, the other countries even. And we just, we gravitated to that. And I was among them. And I was so quick to want to help and, you know, merge myself in there. Like, what can I do to be a good neighbor and to help those others that are in need? Because we don't really like to see people suffer. Most of the time when people fight back, it is just in pure anger, personal personal beliefs, but to see your neighbor suffering and to see, you know, which when I say neighbor, that is our country in support of each other, regardless of race and gender, anything, um, you know, to be a good neighbor is to do that, you know, um, give that jacket off your back to somebody who is over there shivering and can't get warm, who needs it. Um, we as a human race are so good at doing that. And so when, when he had mentioned that this morning, I really, I really appreciated that statement because it is so true. We, um, you know, and I don't even think it's just the millennials. I think it's everybody. We enjoy seeing each other helping others that who, who are needing it and maybe those that don't need it. You know, and that boosts a lot of confidence, a lot of positivity. It encourages those people to give back as well. You know, they might go through a rough patch and then they're going to give back to somebody else who is and we're going to reciprocate that um, positive feedback. And, you know, you see it, you hear it on TV or social media, like, for instance, uh, Starbucks. I think it was so common last year. And, you know, it was those kind of things are very touching to me. Um, so I end up falling in, into that pattern and I do the same thing because I don't see anything bad about giving to others. Even if you don't know who you're giving to, that's the lovely thing when you're, when you're raising funds for a, you know, a, some type of profit for <clears throat> helping other, you know, helping children around the world with cancer, you don't know where that money's going. You have no idea. But you're in hopes that it's going to go to the project in which you are setting it up for. Um, you know, so like the Starbucks, sorry, back to that. Starbucks, you know, people were actually buying coffee or at grocery stores, buying the groceries for the person um, in front of them or behind them just out of p- just pure kindness. And it became a, a thing last year where people would buy the person behind them their coffee at a drive through And I did that. I enjoyed it. Never, you know, when you know it's genuine, especially when you can say, I want to buy the person behind me. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they look like. You don't know what they're about. You don't know if they're having a good day or a bad day, but you still do it. That, those factors don't matter when you are being a good person does not matter. Who cares, right? Because you are doing it to to give back and to be good. So I really appreciate that. You know, the commercials that did show, um, did show, you know, helping each other regardless of our race, age, gender, you know, ethnic, uh, ethnicity, backgrounds. Um, 
that that was a, such a beautiful and very touching statement. So I wanted to share that and kind of get your opinions on this too. Um, I'll open up the chat box underneath this uh, recording um, for this podcast, and you guys can you know state your opinions if you feel free to. And yeah, let me know what your favorite commercials were, even if they weren't in you know around the topic that I just discussed, but. It was a fun night, I would have to say, and uh, regardless if you were at a big event hosting a huge party or if you were just kind of low-key in your pajamas hanging out watching football and hanging out with those babies and, you know, running around the house while they're crying and stuffing a bottle in their mouth and cheering on and showing the touchdown sign, whatever it was, I'd love to hear your story, so shoot me a message. Anyways... So I wanted to talk about um, uh, more of a short um, study that I did uh, on injury prevention. Again, this is in the sports medicine um, realm or area of study Um, and and really discussing the strength training, what it is, why, you know, why it's applied to all athletes. Um, I always touch up on this because I feel it, it is necessary. Um, you know, most areas of my study, which in general is all of sports sciences, the sports studies, every aspect to sport, that umbrella of professionals that I am always talking about, you've got the coach, the nutritionist, the dietitian, um, you know, sometimes it's a nutritionist or a dietitian. Um, you've got the team physician, uh, you got, or just uh, somebody in sports, um, sports medicine. Um, but technically they say the sports medicine team is all those people. They are all those people. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, you've got the athletic trainers. Um, you've got, I mean, you've got so many people under this, um, this umbrella that really teach and, and help, you know, aid in, in those specific, those specialties, if you will, in sports. But, um, you know, high schools and under, you know, uh, elementary, junior high, um, they don't really have the funds to, uh, to have those people incorporated into their, um, into their systems, into their athletic departments. And therefore a lot of the most, some of the most important areas, um, in sport are, are truly eliminated. And, you know, coaches don't necessarily have to have the most education when it comes to the lower level athletic programs. And so you you tend to wonder, well, why are we missing out on this? Aren't those the top areas that we should be implementing, you know, into uh, our student athletes? Because, you know, if you're not going to eat properly, then what is the point? You're going to stuff your face with McDonald's all day and then you're going to go train and you're going to be lethargic. You're not going to be, you know, at your full capacity, um, you're, you're going to be training, you know, one to three hours. I don't know, give or take. And then you're going to go and do something that is not really therapeutic towards, you know, um, the, you know, assisting towards your rehabilitation after practice. And that is extremely important. So, you know, the difference from, you know, the younger community in sport. um, in, you know, the school systems versus, you know, the elite professional status, you do see that. You see them constantly training with all sorts of coaches out there. And I know that the funding is there and that is why they have it. 
um, because we want world-class athletes. That means they're going to have the top of the line, everybody that falls under that umbrella, working with them to make sure to implement every strategy possible to opt, you know, to, uh, to get optimal performance and, um, and to keep that person healthy and (laughs) alive, um, functioning well. So, it is unfortunate, and I wish there was a quick fix for that other than boosters because boosters aren't always the, um, the cure-all for people that uh, you know don't have this. So I've seen a lot of um, schools that really could utilize you know, a sports dietitian or you know, just uh, somebody in the nutrition department. Most of the time, those athletes have to seek out um, individual like private contractors that will come in assist them with it. So, you know, again, it's, it is unfortunate. I wish there's something more that we can do. Any opinions on that? Shoot me a, shoot me a message. I'd love to hear it. Or if you have any ideas, you know, how can we really push that area into the school system and and does it have to cost that much? Sure. We know that somebody in private practice, it does cost much. They have other patients where they can technically be making a lot more money. But I did do some work um, back in Southern California with um, a wonderful sports medicine team of professionals, a a sports medicine um, medical doctor, uh, MD, sorry, uh, and he was wonderful. He'd come out to the games, you know, periodically for football and whatnot. I went out to cross-country meets and worked with one of the physical therapists out there that she donated her time into just being part of that school team. Didn't get paid for it, but she did. And, you know, it was – I. I got to see the goodness in that community. People do give back. Unfortunately, they can't give all their time because, you know, we all need to make a living too. But there's got to be a way where we can be implementing, you know, these these people, these important figures, aside from just outside contracting more, something like myself, going in and working individually with, you know, the parents that do understand the importance of their children getting all the coaching in all fields, not coaching, just physical coaching, but mental coaching, you know, um, nutrition coaching, etc. So strength training, um, oftentimes strength training is overlooked for its ability to prevent injury in sport. Um, strength training has been around for many years and is utilized, um, for the agility, um, and, uh, speed strength and muscle mass. Through proper range of motion, which is also capped ROM, um, if you guys see that's exactly what it means, ROM is range of motion, strength training requires muscles to disperse energy and contract while using various types of resistance. Um, resistance, it, you know, it could be, uh, it could be weight, weightlifting, <clears throat> it could be exercise bands, it could be all sorts of stuff. Not all strength training is utilized through equipment. Again, what I just said, body weight can produce significant outcome in strength training. A lot of people assume that in strength training, you, you definitely need weight, added weight. Um, obviously that is not the case. Uh, proper training techniques help reduce injury to the muscles, bones, tendons, and ligaments, which are all a huge supportive system, right? We need all those to function properly. Um, athletes who do not properly train their bodies for sports performance are increasing their risk for injuries, thus resulting in several drawbacks. Um, 
I can't even explain how true that statement is because <laughs> um, it, it happens quite often and not just on, in the athletic department either. It happens with people in just everyday fitness. Jump in and they feel it and they're doing good, but they don't realize the bad that they're really doing um, internally in time, the wear and tear, because they did not properly um, train their bodies the way they should to um you know, to help and assist in that performance. You might be able to jump box or, um, you know, do uh, box jumps at the same level, but in time, that other athlete who is training properly is going to continuously do them without any injury, give or take. And, you know, you will end up falling short because now you have weaker muscles, you have weaker areas that aren't able to support the load. So again, it's a common area, not just in athletics, but in the fitness community and, um, you know, other areas as well. Injury prevention. All athletes involved in competitive sports do follow a yearly program intended to enable uh, peak performance in major competition. Uh, peak performance requires athletes to build a proper uh, psychological foundation. And one key factor in doing so is strength training. Um, it is a great area of training. And I do believe that all athletes in general do should require strength training, do require it. Um, therefore, strength training is an essential element in a coach's quest to produce good athletes. Um Strength training has obvious benefits for the athletes engaged in sports and physical activity. Proper body alignment is focused on the strength of bones and joints while performing ROM. This is something that I do see a lot on social media. I do follow quite a few people um, that are either in their their PhD study or that um, you know run their own program and. And they, they show little videos and clippings. I do think that most of them are pretty decent. I have seen some hiccups in a few of them, kind of uh, misleading. But for the most part, I would say that like on Instagram, um, there are quite a few good people to follow um, that do show the correct movement and the wrong movement. So, you know, uh, bent over row, they'll show somebody completely hyperextended extended too far down. Um, it ends up putting too much pressure either on the lower back, um, your neck, depending on how you're holding it, you know, um, various, various other areas, depending on if you're squatting too far, you're, you know, if you're standing straight, your legs are locked. Um, a lot of people, and this is why, you know, CrossFit can be a major, a major setback as well. A lot of these people were never athletes growing up or were very minimal at their athletic, um, you know, in their athletic communities. And it is to, you know, mainly people are just jumping in there and tossing around barbells and doing this and that. And that's what a lot of sports medicine professionals see in, in the clinics these days. And when I was working in Southern California, we saw, we saw a lot of them. We saw a lot of CrossFit injuries because of that, it, that exact same situation. Um, their range of motion was not where it should be. Um, they were strengthening in certain areas and other areas were becoming weak. Um, their body alignment was completely out of whack. <laughs> um, and, you know, so it does, you know, I do know the difference in CrossFit and, you know, the demands that it is. And I think it's a great thing if you're training yourself properly. Um, and that's not just CrossFit, that's any sport, really. Because when you think about it, 
you are throwing yourself in the most random positions with a ton of impact, a loading impact on different joints. And, uh, you know, it, it does require like, you know, tennis, for instance, I never even thought about tennis being a huge, um, an area of a lot of injury. But when you think about it, you know, that person has a tennis racket holding out and again, center of mass, uh, I'm sorry, center of gravity, uh, changes, um, when the person is moving. Right. So, You've got somebody who has two feet planted planted to the ground, and then all of a sudden they're twisting their body and throwing their neck and their shoulders and their wrist and their all they're in complete torso. It's just you know, and then when they fall and when they impact the ground, how do they impact the ground? Well, we don't know because it just depends how you know how they've actually hit. So obviously, coaches work with them, you know, individually, and uh, trainers work with professional tennis players, and that's all sports. You've got snowboarding, you've got running, you've got track and field in general, um, basketball, football. Obviously, every sport has it, but. Um, again, I do see a lot of good videos on Instagram, mainly Instagram, I say, because it's a pretty much the only social media that I really do follow. Um, and they do show good body alignment and where it should be. And th- those are huge. So if you are new to the fitness area and, you know, even if you're doing a cycling class, like you still need good body alignment. It's not to say just because you're stabilized on a bike and you're in a position, so to speak, that you don't need to have good good body alignment because you absolutely do. So overcompensation of areas that are used more frequently in the body leaves unused muscles, ligaments, and joints susceptible to injury. Again, like why I just spoke about what I did. Um, To reduce this possibility, strength and conditioning programs are designed to offset the balance and the weak areas in the body. Muscle balance is a common factor in injury among several athletes engaged in sport. When a group of muscle uh, muscles becomes stronger than others, oftentimes a weaker muscle fatigues and have the ability to become negatively impact, which is obviously what happens with a lot of people who aren't training their bodies um, properly, don't have coaches, don't have oh, really good trainers that understand this, um, this issue. Uh, Again, this issue may also uh, lead to muscle imbalance, which can cause the joints to improperly rotate, creating stretching of ligaments, chronic pain, and wearing of the bones, which is uh, obviously something you'll never be be able to get back. Um, Precautions of all of this would be obviously that athletes can become injured during a strength and conditioning program. Um, During any form of exercise, injury is possible. You know, it's to say that people, um, even our professional athletes that are training with world class, uh, you know, trainers and coaches and working with sports medicine teams, they do have fallbacks too, you know. They do things wrong. Even when they're taught not to, they still do it. We are human. We are going to make mistakes. The professionals are going to make mistakes too. But we, our job is to help assist in less mistakes and to, you know, to prevent these injuries from happening. So that is, that is what we do, but it does happen. Mistakes do happen. To avoid this, to avoid this negative, um, To avoid this negative outcome, the coach and athlete must focus on several factors. Making sure the athlete develops proper body alignment while undergoing any form with or without weight 
and slowly increasing amount of reps, sets, and weight, etc. Overtraining can result in the muscles to not be able to repair rapidly, which results in chronic injuries. Um, you know, uh, over time, basically, these injuries are not onset acute. So, <laughs> these uh, chronic issues, you know, this is something that you're going to see in the person that has no education, no foundation of somebody who specializes in that department. You know, and I do see this. A lot of people go to classes and then they take these classes under one one instructor. And that instructor instructs a team full of people that have never done that specific exercise or sport or whatever. But now what are you going to do? Now you're building that chronic injury, which is in time building an injury within something. So, you know, that is why it is important to have, you know, the education and the knowledge when you go into something, because that is your body. I hear, I've, I heard it somewhere and I wrote it down, but it is like having one car in life. And if you were only allowed to have one vehicle, you would take so good care of that vehicle. You wouldn't let anything happen to it. But here's the thing. If you were only able to have one car in life and that's the way world worked, you also might not know any better or in, of anything else. But I guarantee if you had one vehicle, you would take very good care of it. That is like your body. You have one body. And you must take care of it because you're not going to get it back. You know, if you're on a donor list, it's going to take a long time. You may or may not, you know, um, ever get what you need, a, a transplant of whatever. It, it doesn't matter what it is. You need to take care of your body. So when I, I can't stress that enough, chronic injuries do happen and you might feel amazing. You might be losing that weight it might be falling right off of you. And that is great. But if you are having difficulties in certain areas, don't, don't second guess what, or, you know, try to Google analyze what it is. You need to really step back and take a look at how you're training and what is going on with your body. Before you might be tearing um, ligaments and, and, um, you know, your muscle fibers uh, might not be healing properly. You are not giving yourself enough time for rest and recovery. Um, you are, again, a nutrition aspect. You might not really be taking in what you need just because somebody else shows online or tells you, eat chicken, eat broccoli, eat this, eat that. It does not mean that is what is going to work for you. Ever. So don't follow what other people say. Now, when there are cookbooks and, and such, like I follow along with a lot of people, I know my body. I know what works for me. I could probably go to a sports dietitian and have them recommend what exactly it is that I'm going to need in order to get these results of whatever I'm looking for. But when you just follow along with other people and assume that's what's going to be good for you individually, that's where we fall short. Those chronic injuries are huge, people. So I advise to just take a step back and really diagnose what it is and, 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 and reach out to somebody. You know, it might not cost you a penny if you just reach out and ask for advice. I'm always willing to give you advice. You might not like the advice, and that's where people fall short again is because they want instant results. And that in the society that we live in, people want instant results. You know, when I see good skin, good skin does not happen overnight. Good skin doesn't even happen in a 35 years of my life does it happen. It happens 
in a, an entire lifetime, good cellular genetic makeup as well, not makeup, <laughs> but it's hydration. It is so many different factors that go into that. You know, um, it is like your body. It is just like your body. So you have one shot at yourself. Do it right. Lead by example, obviously, and that's what a lot of people do in, you know, in, in our society is they lead by example. They want to promote, you know, um, excellence. They want to promote products that make you feel better and make you look better and whatnot. And that's fine. But the real truth is, is that each person is completely different and you need, you need somebody in the professional area of exactly what you're trying to accomplish to look at you set you out of that classroom aside from everybody else, even the instructor telling you this is great. You might be losing the weight, but this is what is going to help you internally and to feel better and to lose maybe weight quicker and to, you know, have sustainable, um, to, to, uh, to have it throughout your life, not to just lose weight and then jump back. And then all of a sudden you've gained it back. Why is that? You know? So, uh, again, nutrition is huge and having a, you know, an athletic trainer is huge. Um, you know, reaching out to a professional, there's nothing wrong with that at all. So don't be shy of that and don't be too good for that either. Don't be too good for that because oftentimes I see that too. People that think they know it and they've got it all figured out because let me tell you something. I have a great education in all of this and I'm still educating myself in school and I will be a lifelong learner because, you know, science is constantly changing and I am all for it. I have I have definitely come to um, the understanding that at times when I trained my athletes and trained people just in personal training back in the my early 20s, um, that I actually trained improperly. And I'm okay with saying that because I grew and I realized that I was wrong in a lot of those areas. And if it weren't for my education and my specialty, um, I would have never known that. I would have continued following, you know, people on social media and assuming that is what it is and that is the only way. When people say broccoli, eat broccoli, vegetables, eat proteins, eat this, now that's true. Absolutely. So I'm not saying anything negative about that. I'm just saying that you you need to take yourself out of that equation and really seek out uh, professional advice. You know, um, a lot of, you know, when you go to your... Uh, when you go to a dietitian or when you go to a your physician, they can actually run tests on you, your blood types. There, there's so many things that they can, you know, run on you to tell you what your body will accept and what it will reject. Just like training, strength training is huge. So avoiding those chronic injuries is what we want to go for, as well as acute onset acute injuries. We don't want that either. Um, reset and recovery are important to not overlook during training. And last. Lastly, proper warm-up and stretching are crucial for blood flow and flexibility. Strength training should always be um, implemented in all sports, not just sports that need strength as well, um, as this will ensure the athlete will benefit in speed, strength, and agility. All right, so this was a little longer. Sorry about that, but I hope that you know you got some uh, some beneficial information. Whether you're an athlete or just you know in physical fitness or just helping you know get yourself back to where you need it. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me. I will have my uh, chat online 
Uh, it'll be open. It should be open now. And uh, yeah, shoot me a message. I would love to talk to you. If you are looking for somebody in your area that, you know, might, you know, be able to give you um, the help that you need in whatever it is that you need in physical or, you know, physical fitness or athletics, reach out to me. I am very good with that. I know coaches all around the U.S., and uh, I love to connect people. And if not, I can definitely assist you too. I am always open for that. Again, you have to, in order to change, you have to want the change. You can't just think I'm going to reach out and then not take that advice. Um, again, somebody with a professional background and knowledge in you know the area of sport and fitness, um, they're good for it. They're the ones that you want to reach out to. There are a lot of professionals online and they're, you know, the, the social media online world, social media, I think is amazing. It can be, there can be a lot of setbacks just because of a false, you know, misguided information, but there are, I can't even tell you how many wonderful people I've connected with online that have profound educations and they really are very passionate in what they do and what they promote. So it's not to say that just because you follow somebody on social media, you know, that promotes health and wellness or psychological benefits of whatever motivation, if you will, um, and they don't have an education behind it at all, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. Absolutely not. I'm all for it. If people want to celebrate the good, let's do that. But when you're putting your body, your one body that you have under a vigorous workout, you know, Monday through Friday, or, you know, taking only one day off a week, and you're not properly conditioning yourself, and you have the ability to reach out to people who are specialized in that field, you know, then do it. Take, take advantage and reach out to those people, ask questions. Because that is how you're going to better assist yourself and keep yourself away from chronic injury. All right. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. I'm going to probably just do podcast once every Monday. Um, kind of get your boost and your motivation uh, to start the week. If you have any questions, uh, the online office is open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, sometimes I am um, I'm online at random times. And, uh, I want to say thank you to all the people that have been following or subscribed. It is wonderful around the world. I love it. And, um, here shortly, I am hoping to work with athletes on the West coast and, um, and some athletes out possibly in Africa. I've reached out to, um, one of the coaches out there, wonderful, wonderful woman, um, randomly connected with her on Facebook and I'm very excited, um, to assist, um, with, uh, mental mindset strategies and, uh, you know, the psychological performance of her athletes out there. She dedicates a lot of time, um, a lot of time to the athletes that she has as a, more of a, you know, contracted, um, coach, if you will, external coach, not in the school systems, but, um, yeah. So if you have athletes that you want to toss my way, then feel free to do that. Uh, again, I'm online, uh, shoot me an email, gravitational performance at gmail.com, or you can go to the contact us. I think it says contact us, uh, tab on the website and, uh, follow along on Instagram. I am not on Twitter. I don't really do that stuff. I don't really have time. So, um, yeah, any questions, 
shoot them to me. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Goodbye.